Okay, welcome to the podcast podcast. My name is Don. Uh, my name is Scott. And today we're in the chapter 38-39 Gog and Magog special. Absolutely. And I say that more for me than for you, dear listener. Yeah. It makes it easier to edit. Although it is fun to say Gog and Magog. My, Magog. Oh, you say Magog? Magog. 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 And we've already lost it. <laughs> Gog and Magog. Gog. <laughs> oh, well, we didn't last long tonight, so uh, yeah. So uh, and and jump. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, uh, I was about to say like usually we've got like the banter thing, and I'm sitting there going, hmm, I don't even know how to start the banter. We just went for a walk and we bantered for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Please yawn. That's professional. Uh, well, I mean, I don't have good I mean, podcaster. We can pretend that we're being responsible with two chapters worth of work so we don't have as much time to banter. I know. That's actually, well, actually, when you look through all the reading that goes into that, it's actually quite significant. huge, yeah. Um, So I was sitting there going, I don't have a lot of necessarily notes on it, but... The reading alone. The reading alone. So maybe today will be less banter and more... Get down to it. Yeah, I was trying to think of something run with banter and and I didn't Uh, have anything. Planter? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, not much better on that one. There's um, a program that, or like a site, I can't remember, that will like remove dead space in your podcasts so that like it shortens them up and gets rid of like silent moments. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do we have those? And then we just had one. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should yeah. see about doing that. But I don't times. think we have a lot of them. I mean, I guess we do every once in a while. Sometimes we'll like <clears throat> search through resources and stuff like that. and Right. Yeah, but one of us usually takes over. Yeah. Like and yeah. kind of spouts out some... Stuff they found or yeah. carries on an idea. Mm-hmm. Mm. But no. Mm. Or we just keep it because we're awesome that way. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I I know that like people that get this one won't be till like a long time and I've had more practice, but like now that I like actually own logic and I'm doing my editing on there, I've had to relearn a lot. Cause I, I was using so our first episodes in Deuteronomy was like Garage Band. Oh wow. Oh yeah, I do remember that. And then we moved I moved <clears> them over to Reaper. Because we got a different interface and Reaper had more options. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about putting stuff through there and my settings in there. And then I got a copy of Logic, a trial. It was like 90 days. Mm-hmm. And I started setting up through there, but I basically was able to import, not import, but it basically does like a setup for you. Yeah. And I just kind of mimicked some of the GarageBand settings. I found the old template for that. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like learning more about it and doing more to it. Oh, nice. So each each time I edit a show, it's like, takes a little bit more but like i'm hoping that by the time we get to this one it'll sound really good oh well, it'll probably come again a lot quicker as you kind of do it more often yeah and i save my template so when i make the changes i like mm-hmm. like i just open that template and then i can uh, just drop the tracks into it oh nice okay so but yeah it's, it's interesting okay okay um, yeah yeah i don't know much about the whole sound part of it again i can stream stuff on youtube from my playstation there because i'm like, awesome like that if you have really good microphones, like, you probably have to do less editing. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, really decent microphones, so there's not a lot I have to do there. But we have, like, this room, you'd be surprised. There's just, like, a little echo in it. Like, enough that you can kind of tell. Yeah. Um, so I kind of squished that a little bit and cut some of those frequencies out and, like, whatever. But it's nothing huge. Okay. But I've tried to like, I keep trying to adjust like little things every time to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like just the EQ a little bit or put a little effect here, you know, like a compressor or whatever. It's fun, but 
I like playing with music better. So. Okay. Well, I've been watching like Southside Rabbi, the um, KB's podcast. Oh. Um, well, and they, have, they probably have SM fifty seven Bs and like. Oh yeah, well yeah. that that's what goes through my mind is like I wonder how much those oh, yeah. mics cost. Oh, we have Morant's mics. So. Okay, and like their setup is good. They've got this big lighted background, and I was like, hmm, I need some big lighted background thing behind my head. You know, if we were doing like a video stream, which you told me you can now, I'd be kind of interested. Yeah, we probably could. I'm looking up the SM fifty seven B price just for fun. And so like they've got this big setup and I was like, ooh, and then, and he's got dreads and I was like, ooh, I I could get dreads and I can't do um, that. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Okay. So SM57B is $399. These mics were $99, but I got them when they're closing out for like $40. Wow. (laughs) So if that tells you the difference in their, I mean, SM57B, I think is powered too, possibly. Okay. Like, I think it's a pretty legit... It's the industry standard. A lot, Like, the Rode something or other and the SM57 are kind of the industry standards. Well, he's got three of them. Yeah, but, he, <laughs> you know, he's probably got a lot more listeners. So, listeners, uh-huh. if you want to send us SM57Bs, you can contact me, podcast at Outlook.com. Yes. And... <laughs> we need two, and it'd be nice to have a backup. Mm-hmm. Just in case that one breaks. I mean, right? Yeah. Oh one, yeah. If one of these goes down, I have to buy one. One of us can't <laughs> can't sound better than the other one. Right. Well, so, you, we can sound different. So if you want to send a road mic, and <laughs> oh, I'm good with that. I was gonna look up these, but really quick, Moran. And if we do, Don will rap for you. No, I won't. Don't, <coughs> don't make promises. You can. come on. It's it's a mic. A uh, good one. Oh, there's a new version now of the Morants. It's seventy nine now for the what we have. So it dropped in price. Okay. Oh, but we can get this one for one fifty one. <laughs> and uh, if there's a video podcast, we could show up. it to you. Hold up, they might be really. Oh, they wait. might really some cheap one. Oh, I gotta okay. look at my orders. Sorry, this okay. is not, now this is so, banter yeah, they, right this, here. This is a uh, banter and, and a little bit of dead space, I guess. Like, so they, they, can I get these for, like cheap now? If they're that, if they're completely gone and they got a new version. Oh well, now. Oh, our mics are twenty five dollars versus the three ninety nine price. I can. Oh, this is actually nice. I don't want to break one, but if I do right now, these are still like forty nine dollars. These ones right here. Yeah, nice. Okay, so we are dropping the mic. My according to my invoice, they were originally one nineteen, and I paid forty one. Okay. Because they're so they're a little more than they used to be. But they're still kind of cheaper than what they were. So yeah, I have to I have to remember that if they ever go out. All right. I don't think these sound bad. No. Maybe I'm wrong. I've just never owned the others. But yeah. So I was gonna say that. So maybe we shouldn't own the others, and we'll just sound awesome. We'll completely think we're good. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can sing into one of these, and I'll see how well I can EQ it to make you sound good. That that's gonna take a lot of EQing to make me sound good. We'll auto-tune you. See, see auto-tune makes everything better. I have, Outside of our podcast, I've EQ'd no... Vo- no, I did JT's vocals. Did you? Yeah, he didn't like it, though. Really? I Well, he did like... He actually liked the vocals. He didn't like what I did to his drums. But, okay. But he used a plug-in, and I didn't know that, so... Oh. Whatever. Okay. Whatever, JT. Okay. He's my guitar teacher, too, so... Which he's quite good, actually. Yeah, he's taught me a lot of stuff in a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. So... Does he still teach you? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, we just started like in December. Oh, so he's really... Oh, I didn't know that. October, December? October, November, December. Somewhere in there. I can't remember. 
Okay, I didn't know that he was teaching you. Yeah, I started oh. doing I started doing lessons with him, and I want to say we started in November, took a break over Christmas, and then January just got away from us, so we kind of picked back okay. up. But yeah. So does he then? Does he do guitar lessons as mm-hmm. like a side hustle then? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you said, he's really good. So yeah, he's actually a decent teacher. Is he really? So that helps. I mean. He's a counselor by day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a counselor. So he does have that interpersonal talking skills and right. stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm All very, right. uh, If it, I don't know if it would be fair to talk about him on here, but his name is JT. And if you need a guitar teacher, Bobcatch at Outlook.com. Mm-hmm. And you're in the greater Cincinnati area. Yeah. I can set you up with somebody who's my teacher. And you're like, but Don, you're in your 40s. And I'm like, why stop learning? Yeah, that's true. I've learned true. a lot of cool stuff. That's true. So. I mean, what? Some of those, those 80s rock people are 90 <laughs> and still still playing, playing yeah. so what's funny is he kind of leans towards that style a little bit mm-hmm. but like music theory is music theory right right but it's funny because like when we demo something he'll be like yeah blah, blah, blah. and i'm like eh, i didn't really listen mm-hmm. to that <laughs> but yeah it's all good yeah so all right yep. i wonder if it's like gog a gog that sounds like an 80s metal album that gog really and does. Gog. that does <laughs> Need some like red bloodish letters that come out of those, and right. you so, get yourself. If you grew up in the eighties in the Satanic Panic, you might have heard some preacher reference Gog and Magog. Well, we're gonna talk about who they are, or what they are, they are. who and what and where. Didn't wasn't Gog <laughs> referenced in Deuteronomy somewhere? No, that's Og. Og. Oh, Og. Okay, I feel like we had some Gog jokes in Deuteronomy, but no. Okay, that was that was Og. Okay. Og, Gog, and Magog. So I guess as they evolved throughout time, they added a G or got taken over by someone with a G or different, different, different dude. Yeah. So we got a marathon of reading to go. How do you want to? Hey, we did ten minutes of banter. All right. Well, we were on. We're on point. Yes. All right. So I don't know. Um... Want to break it up into sections? Yeah. Do you want to do one through nine to start? Okay. I was going to say the same thing. All right. And here we go. Into the mic. Thank you. Here we go. Um, The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face toward Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach. 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 That's what I said. Meshach. And Tubal. And prophesy Tabal. against Tabal. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and Tabal. <laughs> and prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God. Do, do I need to pull out my Bible app and find out what he says? <laughs> um, and Tubal. And prophesy against him and say, Thus says the Lord God. Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshik. Meshik. And Tubal. And I will turn you about and put hooks into your jaws. And I will bring you out and all your army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed in full armor, a great host, all of them with buckler and shield wielding swords. Persia, Cush and Put are with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his hordes, um, Beth Togerma from the uttermost parts of the north. With all his hordes, many peoples are with you. Be ready and keep ready, you and all your hosts that are assembled about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be mustered, 
And in the latter years, you will go against the land that is restored from war, the land whose people were gathered from many peoples upon mountains of Israel, which had been a continual waste. Its people were brought out from the peoples and now dwell securely all of them. You will advance coming on like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land and you and all your hordes and many peoples with you. Well... So, one of my current new favorite commentators, Ian Duguid, 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 D-U-G-U-I-D, Duguid, 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 he's probably British or something, or Irish, I don't know. Um, He uh, goes on a nice, long explanation uh, telling us who Gog is, and it basically boils down to, despite no, or sorry, not despite, there's no definitive evidence of who Gog is, despite many theories. It is probably best to leave Gog as a, can't read my own handwriting, oh, an object or person under God's wrath and call it a day. Mm-hmm. He literally wrote and call it a day. Oh, nice. That I sounds love it. <laughs> very theological. Um, the commentator I use, Chris Wright, um, specifically for this one, um, pretty much says the same thing. Um, it is, we're going to see many gogs and magogs throughout, um, history. Um, and really when you're, when, when it goes into it, it's, it's mostly discussing the opposition that comes against God's people, um, in some way or fashion. Um, we actually see Gog again in Revelation 20. Um, and in Revelation 20, you actually see the defeat of, of, um, of Gog, and it, it really kind of comes down to um, this is the last and final destruction of opposition before the kingdom chapters of the temple chapters in Revelation 20 and 21 kind of come into fruition. Um, he mentions how this kind of why would we ruin this whole separation of why, why would we take the beautiful pictures of um, Ezekiel 33 through 37, and then ruin it with this whole, here's we're going to destroy Gog and Magog. But then when you get into chapter 40 of Ezekiel, you're now getting into a temple perspective. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see a, a similar picture in Revelation as well, where you have that that opposition that's existing and through part of Revelation, um, you then see the destruction of Gog and Magog, and then you get into this temple heavenly picture in Revelation. And, and so it kind of, um, kind of fits a little bit with um, with a picture that may be, may be being portrayed within um, these these pictures. And that's also important to know. So I'm, I'm not trying to ruin it for everybody that, like I said, grew up in the 80s, Satanic Panic, or the churches that spend their time trying to identify prophecies in the Bible and how they relate to modern day or how they interpret them to be a proclamation of modern day. So this is most likely messianic and beyond. So Jesus's life, death, resurrection and beyond. What what Ezekiel is seeing here. Um, however, this is not something, this is not like a pinpoint, what do you call it? Like a pinpoint prophecy? Mm-hmm. Like the, yeah. So once again, Ian would tell us that um, basically when it says, oh Gog, the chief prince, it basically means the head of... Um, of Meshach and Tabal or Tubal or Tubali mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, 
The modern areas are around Turkey, Russia, and Iran, or Iran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what I did? Ah, Correct myself. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, but really, it's still unknown and debated. So a lot of people thought that because the word there for chief prince is Rosh, that it was like short for Russia. And Ian's like, that doesn't work that way. (laughs) That's not how language evolves. No, not at all. Uh, But once again, this is like basically more or less pinpointing to outside uh, forces that are under God's wrath coming against this people. It's not, it's, it's not Saddam Hussein. It's not Gorbachev, Putin, whoever, you know, it's not whoever the great American enemy is at the time. And, and very rarely, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of thinking out loud in a way, but very rarely do you actually see many of the nations, like when, when you're trying to take images and imagery that's placed in scripture, and then we try and add stuff to it, very rarely does it fit without too much effort. Um, and if it's really going to be kind of prophetic or it's really going to describe, say, Russia or whatever country or something that exists, you, you're not going to have to try and get a circle peg to fit in a square hole. Or, yeah. So like, if you're really working too hard to go <laughs> ahead and, and make it make sense, they then, then it probably doesn't fit. It, it's probably not where you're going with it. If you ever see the YouTube video of the lady at the Christian convention explaining why monster energy drinks for the mark of the beast. No, no. Oh, gosh. Waste your time with it once. Okay, good um, deal. But basically, she goes through and shows like how the designs of the can are like satanic and like, you know, all this stuff. It's, it's She's crazy. The amount of effort that she has to put into making that can, that canned energy drink satanic, like... Like, I'm getting a scam call. Um, the, like, it, it shows how, like, it can't possibly be. Like, if you, like you said, you're trying to put that square peg into that round hole. <laughs> like, you just can't. You, you, you should, it's the Occam's razor. Like, mm-hmm. the easiest excl- explanation is usually the best explanation. Yeah. Kind of thing. So. Yeah, her hair leads me to believe that I already oh, don't trust her. <laughs> <laughs> did you bring it up? Uh, let's see. Woman says why she believes monster energy drinks are from Satan. If that's um, the case, my wife and I, the first year of our marriage, before she ended up pregnant, so the first nine months, like, uh-huh. we lived off those things. Oh, wow. Like, we'd get we'd get them at uh, Costco. They're like 25 bucks for like 24 cans or something. Well, that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> I still live off energy drinks. It's horrible. I'm sure my kidneys are like, please stop it. Oh, well, that's like 10 minutes. It's like 10 minutes. Oh, wait. So I there's one version, two minutes, and four. T- All right. Yeah, that's I'm probably just that. the highlights. Yeah. All right. She's like, the three parts of the M come down, and it's like the multiple of half of six, six, six. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, well, I've even been, like, reading through Revelation right now with the girls, and, like, we got to the 666. Six, yeah. yeah. And we got to the 666. And, like... He's going into all the different explanations and it's like, yeah, you really have to work hard to get that. But then if you look at it within context, you're like, that makes a little bit more sense, you know? Um, But but anyway. All right. So um, Gog, Magog, really just opposition. Um, And we're going to kind of see where where it kind of fits later on where this idea of it's it's really just um, potentially countries or just opposition um, against God's people. All right, so 10 through, see, I've got all kinds of it broken down into different sections. Um, I, I, I mean, I have a few notes on 
tens or whatever, but like I don't really get a lot of notes again until near the end. So <clears throat> you can go as much as you want in this section. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. All right, maybe I'll go through ten through the end, maybe. Or do you think that's too much? Uh, go ahead. Let's right. see what we got. <laughs> let's sit back and listen to you read. All right. The sultry voice of... Thus says the Lord God. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind, and you will devise an evil scheme and say, I will go up against the land of the unwalled villages. I will fall upon the quiet people who dwell securely, all of them dwelling without walls and having no bars or gates to seize, spoil, or carry off plunder, to turn your hand against the waste place that are now inhabited, and the people who are gathered from the nations who have acquired livestock and goods, who dwell at the center of the earth, um, Sheba and Dedan, and their merchants of Tarshish, uh, and all its leaders will say to you, Have you come to seize spoil? Have you assembled your host to carry off plunder, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to seize great spoil? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say um, to Gog, Thus says the Lord God, that that day when my people Israel are dwelling securely, will you not know it? You will come from your place out of the uttermost parts of the north, and many peoples with you, all of them riding on horses, a great host, a mighty army. You will come up against my people Israel like a cloud covering the land. In the latter days I will bring you against my land, that the nations may know me, when though you, O Gog, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. Thus says the Lord God, Are you he of whom I spoke in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel? who in those days prophesied for years that I would bring you against them. But on that day, the day that Gog shall come against the land of Israel, declares the Lord God, my wrath will be roused in my anger, for in my jealousy and in my blazing wrath I declare, on that day there shall be a great earthquake, and in the land of Israel, the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and the beasts of the field and all the creeping things that creep on the ground and all the people who are on the face of the earth shall quake at my presence and the mountains shall be thrown down and the cliffs shall fall and every wall shall tumble to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on, on all my mountains, declares the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother. With pestilence and bloodshed I will enter into judgment with him and I will reign upon him and his hordes and the many peoples um, who are with him, torrential rains and hailstones, fire and sulfur. So I will show my greatness and my holiness and make myself known in the eyes of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. Lord, sorry. I didn't say yeah, God. you just add into the Bible. I don't want to add to the Bible. I don't want to add to the Bible. All right. Talk about a verse taken out of context. Yeah. If anybody asks this book, refers to Revelation. Yep. Anyway, not that um, we should be adding to the Bible, but. <laughs> Yeah, that is definitely out of context. I'm just getting all my 80s angst out from You that. really are. We went to a very conservative Baptist church for a couple of years. And like, I think it did more damage to me. And like, it's only by God's grace that I'm still a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was saying. Uh, Man, when that place went bankrupt and sold and split, I was probably the happiest. <laughs> yes. Don't have to go back there. <laughs> please don't. Please. Oh, they flip out with the amount of tattoos I have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are, Ethan. Yep. Oh, yeah. Those are the mark of the beast themselves. Yeah, yeah. I had tattoos when I was in high school or college, and uh, I went to a Christian school. Yeah, I went there, too. Yeah, and at the time, earrings were bad, tattoos were bad. Yeah, you were there during the real dark days. Yeah, and I had that, and I went to um, a church that believed that evangelism wasn't a knocking-on-the-door thing, but... 
um, much more of a, a servant impacting your community type of oh, church. Oh, yeah. Um, and that didn't go well either. Cause of course you carry your umbrella, book bag, your, um, track <laughs> tracks. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't fit in. Here's, here's your circle person fitting into a square peg or whatever you call that square peg and run hole. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I knew, I knew I some, yeah. yeah no don't count your chickens before they're, they're, they're thatched. Man, you're really good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. what do you got? So just kind of at the very start of it, um, in verse 10 that you read, uh, that says the Lord God on that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. And I will say, I will go up against, sorry, and say, I will go up against the land of the unwalled villages. I will fall and blah, 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 blah. Um, and he'll do all these bad things. Uh, essentially, a lot of people talk about like, well, does God author the evil? Um, at this point, what we see is a good example of how this happens. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind. Um, so there's that little bit of like, I'm hesitant to say free will, mm-hmm. um, where the thoughts come, because I don't want to start that debate. Um, the, thoughts, <laughs> the thoughts are there based on who the person is, where their heart is, and what they're going to dwell on. So in Gog's case, his thoughts are evil. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on Gog's depravity, he, God is going to direct him and ultimately use his depravity for his glory. But it isn't to say that God was like, Hey God, think these thoughts so that I can. So he, God's not God's puppet in this, but he will be God's example based on his depravity. Well, I think you see an aspect of God's sovereignty in here. Um, because when you look at it, especially if we're not pinpointing Gog and Magog as being like specific places, nations or locations or whatever. Um, if you really look at it, this is almost human nature and really just country nations mm-hmm. and their greedy struggle, no matter what nation. Like if you're really thinking about um, a the attack of of this country on an unsuspecting, peaceful Israel. Um, uh, Unwalled, showing that they didn't have defenses built up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, who they're ba- basically after their resources um, and after their wealth. I mean, that's not too unimaginable um, in our world to think that, wait a second, that happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I teach at least modern history um, currently. And, and really, when you look at every great war, um, big or small, it usually comes down to, oh, well, I mean, the whole comes down to larger nations taking over or stronger nations taking over weaker nations for the purpose of resources and money and power, whether they got the money or not. Um, maybe you can point that towards Russia and Ukraine. I mean, so it's not, I'm not, not saying that Russia was the, whatever predicted, but it's, as that idea of, right. yeah, we're, these we're not saying nations, Russia's gone. Right. But what we are saying um, is Russia's acting par for the course of how nations have operated throughout human history. Right. So you're really just seeing <laughs> this Even picture. In the United States. Oh, yeah, sure. no, absolutely. Yeah. And so what you do is you're just seeing a picture of nations doing what they do and God saying, you know, 
that, that that's not going to happen. Um, eventually, you're going to see the final defeat of Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see that, he, at least in Revelation, um, when, when you see that final defeat. defeat. Um, oh, we'll, we'll definitely. It's interesting how we'll see some of it in 39. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That gets yeah. pretty violent. Um, so, yeah. And so you just kind of see that perspective coming through. And, and God is, I don't want to say predicting, but he is definitely saying, here are the things that's going to happen. You're coming across all like thinking you're amazing and powerful, but in all reality, um, you're not going to last. You're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm already telling you the outcome of the battle. Right. And what's interesting is like we, so <clears throat> taking it down to a personal level, um, a lot of times we feel that like within our sin that we're justified in our sin and that things will turn out differently and that um, we will get what's best for us if we commit a particular sin, whether it's taking advantage of somebody or uh, bullying or whatever it happens to be, like, you know, the whole gamut. It, it's the same thing. We feel that we're going to come out better, but God's like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there, there is there is a consequence for your sin, yeah. like regardless of, you know, what you feel is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, like I said, on a personal level, we have to look out for that as well. And remember that the you know, Romans wages of sin is death. Um, and yes, it's our death, but it's also the wages of our sin were paid by Christ's death. Mm. So there's, there's a consequence regardless of, right. you know, our sinful nature, yeah. our depravity, like gogs. Yeah. We're not above it. Yep. I like this chair. I can smack that arm. And yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it brings emphasis. Yeah. And I guess they, they would hear it on the mic, huh? Yeah. Now I got some stuff at the end, but if you have anything between that and like verse 21 ish, you can, I really, we just kind of briefed over. So like, it really kind of is a, just kind of a larger picture. Um, I mean, it's painting a picture, um, I think. And, and I think we've already discussed mostly kind of what that picture would be. Yeah. Correct? The the picture is like one of a God who is jealous and protective of his people. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't come to defend them like secretively he doesn't come to defend them with like ninja assassins Mm -hmm. he comes straight up bold in the face and causes like all of nature to tremble even though the birds and the fish aren't the problem right (laughs) like they're going to tremble in this coming yeah in this in this wrath being poured out in this judgment so much so that like i just thought this is kind of interesting in 21 he says i will summon a sword against gog on all my mountains, declares the Lord God, every man's sword will be against his brother. Um, that verse right there is basically, uh, this is me, my other commentary, but I can't remember who writes that, uh, said essentially this is a suicidal confusion or strife to where basically like, it's almost like a finger pointing like, this is your fault, I'm going to kill you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, where they can't even fight straight because the presence of God's judgment is going to be so great. Oh, wow. They can't fight straight. That sounds, yeah, you know, yeah. like can't talk straight, think straight, fight straight, you know. Yeah. But, and then there's like some shades of uh, uh, past judgments like on Sodom, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fire and sulfur coming down uh, of Egypt with uh, hailstones and um, pestilence and bloodshed. Um, yeah. Yeah. And my, my commentator mentioned that exact same thing. Um, yeah. Same basic idea, yeah. One thing I thought was good was this is another note. Uh, I can't remember which commentary this was, so sorry for not citing it properly. Hmm. Uh, I've got three for Ezekiel, and two of them are by the same guy. 
And one's by a different guy, and I can't remember the different guy's name. Oh, okay. And I two should. Two of them are by the same guy? Yeah, they're two different. I bought one commentary, and then I bought the commentary set. Oh. But they're but they're different enough. Like, they're oh. very different, like what he writes. Like, his points are, you know, obviously biblically based, whatever. But yeah. one's very, um, one you could almost use as like a, a Bible study. Okay. Um, and one is straight up like an old school commentary. Oh, wow. Okay. So, very good. I, I like them both. But um, one, is, um, I feel like I should get the names of them. Um, but once again, my brain's broken. Um, I can get those in a minute. Uh, he says, God is showing his greatness uh, by protecting his people, not by destroying evil. Repeat that again. God is showing his greatness by protecting his people, not by destroying evil. Huh, interesting. It's almost like anybody can destroy but not anybody will protect. Which, when you come down to the emphasis on a peaceful, unprotected, unwalled city, you do see that picture of a of protection mm-hmm. over a willful willful desire to kill the enemy. Okay, that that makes sense. All right. Yep. And then 39, we're going to get into a little bit more detail about that. Yes, yeah, so if you give me one... No, talk about something. I'm going to try, I was trying to pull up that okay. commentary um, so I can at least tell people and then I can remember the poor guy's name who's aided me through a most year of, of the study. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're then going to get into 39, which continues the, um, the discussion on, on Gog and Magog. Um, and then we'll get into 40, which... Um, then brings us back to the restoration piece that that we started in chapter 33, um, hit through 37, and we're now then seeing the defeat of God's enemies um, so that they will know that uh, I am the Lord is is kind of the the saying that we see continually throughout Ezekiel. And um, we'll kind of see that taken on a more of a temple perspective. Um, as we kind of move forward and, and see the, the different temples played out. <laughs> Sorry about Luffy hanging there. Oh, yeah. No, no, uh, it's, so the commentaries I'm using is the Expositor's Bible Commentary, uh, Volume 7, and Ralph Alexander is the other commentator. And then I'm going through two of them by Ian <clears throat> Dugid. Dugid? 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 Um, so if, if anybody wants to grab those up, they're both great. I don't make any money off of it. I just really enjoy both of their perspectives mm-hmm. so one's the ESV Bible commentary series by Crossway and the other one is NIV uh, something or other let's see I am using we should I should really like put these on our site yeah like or like in our notes I'm so bad at this let's see why do I why do so they do mine is this? the message of Ezekiel I'm um, a new heart and a new spirit um, and I actually like the the series that he teaches out on this one it's the Bible speaks today series um, oh is that the same one uh, from Deuteronomy no, actually, um, that was a different one, and I'm using that series. Oh, as well but for I have a John Ezekiel. Stott one, who was contemporaries with Christopher Wright. Yes, the Bible speaks today. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I actually think I still have that in dead tree form because that is, I think that is an Acts version for him. Um, I think Stott actually did some of the New Testament stuff. Yeah, then, John, John Stott was like my favorite. So this, so the commentary series that that um, Chris Wright is a part of was was part of an organization that was started by John Stott. Yeah. Um, so that is why I really like Christopher Wright is because 
he is continues on the the desire to preach a message the preach a message very similar to um to yeah, that right. of yeah so john john Stopper, those who don't know is a theologian he died just a few years ago yeah maybe maybe 10 probably more like five probably yeah he hasn't um, he hasn't been dead very long no and i've read a great many of his books honestly um and the bible speaks says acts was one of the first ones i read by him and then i read his uh Missions for the Modern World or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, really good uh, book on missions. So if you're into missions, uh, that's good. The Cross of Christ. Um, I read it completely once. I started it with you, but I never finished it mm-hmm. um, the second time. Uh, the first chapter alone in that is worth a year study. Yeah. Uh, the Incomparable Christ is another good one. Uh, he's And then I wrote... Uh, wrote I read the Radical, the Radical Disciple, which was his last work, mm-hmm. which takes what some might say is a very liberal turn because he was very into um, good stewardship and he talks yeah. about the environment and like how we should be good stewards of that as Christians. Oh, nice. Um, but he talks about the Hound of Heaven, um, which was a poem, which basically he talks about how like Jesus, like a bloodhound, he like will get on your trail and won't let you go. Like he will track you down and like make you his. Like it was yeah. just a wonderful, uh, wow. you got to read it. Okay. I think I've got a dead tree of that too, but. Yeah, John Stott was, and then Christopher Wright, like he said, a good yeah. contemporary of his. And in, and actually, Chris Wright is now in a newer commentary series, also called the Story of the the Story of God Bible Commentary. I really like that one too. I haven't heard of that one. Um, it is a new one, and they they haven't completed the series. Like it just started, <laughs> but like each section, they you first read through the word. You they then give you the historical perspective and how it fits in, and then they give you the application part how it fits um, so that sounds like the the other ones um i have the niv application commentary that's mm-hmm. the other ian do good one. Oh yeah, yeah and um it's broken down into sections when you read it it's like the text like what this meant contextually then and what this means today yeah yeah that's exactly yeah yeah uh contemporary significance is what he calls it okay so okay yeah that's pretty cool i'll have to check that one out yeah there. i well he's got i don't one. have enough commentaries i have one complete set which is like 20 volumes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, thank my wife who got me the Logos gift card so I can complete that. Um, and then I'm waiting for the last edition of the ESV one that I got completely when they had their two ninety nine sale. Oh, wow. I got the whole set except for Genesis isn't written yet. Oh, okay. So I'm waiting for that one. Genesis isn't written yet? Isn't that ironic where uh, yeah, that's they did we start? <laughs> yeah. But I have all the other ones. I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to spend the $49 or whatever yeah. to release it. But, that's yeah. a good way of getting you. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought the whole set for like 30 bucks, and I have to get the last one for the same price. You yeah. Know, whatever happens oh, to yeah. me. So, All right. Sorry. All right. Well, sorry. I guess we took a, a commentary. Um, Com- hey, you yeah. know what? You can read the next part now while I look up that crossfade to see if that one's really All right. <laughs> Let's see. All right. And then, so I will do, uh, Where? how should I break this one up? This is a harder one, I think, to break up. Um... Yeah. Maybe up to 25? Uh, that's pretty that's long. Almost a whole, yeah, that's almost a whole year. I don't have a ton of notes, but if you want to go through... Either. I have almost nothing on like the first 10 verses. All right. I don't have much other than just basically a walkthrough. Right. Um, all right. So, we have answered nothing. <laughs> um, and so chapter 39. And I'll stop when I stop. Right. There you go, people. And you, son of God... Or, uh, you and you, son of man, prophesy against Gog and say... 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of um, Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn you about and drive you forward and bring you up from the uttermost parts of the north and lead you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will strike your bow from your left hand and will make your arrows drop out of your right hand. You shall fall on the mountains of Israel, you and all your hordes, and the people peoples who are with you. I will give you to birds of prey of every sort and to the beasts of the field to be devoured. You shall fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. I will send fire on Magog and on those who dwell securely in the coastlands, and they shall know that I am the Lord. And my holy name I will make known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let my holy name be profaned any more. And the nation shall know that I am, I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. Behold, it is coming, and it will be brought about, declares the Lord God, that is the day of which I have spoken. Then those who dwell in the cities of Israel will go out and make fires of weapons and burn them, shields and bucklers and bow and arrows clubs and spears, and they will make fires of them for seven years, so that they will not need to take wood out of the field or cut down any out of the forest, for they will make their fires of weapons. They will seize the spoil of those who despoiled them and plunder those who plundered them, declares the Lord God. On that day I will give to Gog a place for burial in Israel, the valley of travelers, east of the sea. It will be it will block the travelers for their Gog, for their Gog and all his multitude will be buried. It will be called the Valley of Haman Gog. For seven months the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. Um, all of the people of the land will bury them, and it will bring them renown all the day that I will show my glory, declares the Lord God. They will set apart men to travel through the land regularly and bury those travelers remaining on the face of the land. So as to cleanse it, at the end of seven months, they will make their search. And when these travel through the land and anyone sees a human bone, then he shall set up a sign by it till the barriers have buried in the valley of Haman Gog. Hamana is also (laughs) the name of the city. Thus shall they cleanse the land. As for you, son of man, thus says the Lord God, speak to the birds of every sort and to all the beasts of the field. Assemble and come together. Come gather from all around to the sacrificial feast that I am preparing for you, a great sacrificial feast on the mountains of Israel, and you shall eat flesh and drink blood. You shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, and and of he-goats, of bulls, all of them fat beasts of Basham. And you shall eat fat till you are filled and drink blood until you are drunk. All the sacrificial feast, and I am preparing for you. And you shall be filled at my table with horses and charioters, with mighty men and all kinds of warriors, declares the Lord God. I will set my glory among the nations. All the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed, my hand that I have laid on them. The house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord their God from that day forward. And the nation shall know that the house of Israel went into captivity for their iniquity, because they dealt so treacherously with me that I hid my face from them and gave them into the hand of their adversaries, and they all fell at the sword, or by the sword. I dealt with them according to their uncleanliness and their transgressions, and hid my face from them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was like, I better wait for me to finish drinking. Um, I was drinking, and yeah, I was <laughs> that's like, that's the quiet stuff. We th- there's around. that moment of silence. That's so you, you say we don't need that moment of silence thing here. That silence distinguisher, or yeah, the whatever that. Yeah. 
So, like I said before, I don't have a whole lot for that first many verses. Um, I kind of stuff for the second half of the chapter. So if you have anything to start out with, we can... Um, I mean, this is like a complete and utter whooping. So Yahweh is directing the attack. They're going to get their butts whooped bad. Um, if you have firewood for seven years due to their weapons and it's taken seven months to, to bury the dead and yeah, you're, yeah, there's, there's not much to say about like you, you, yeah. you just got your, yeah. So, I mean, there's a few things that kind of stand out like one, um, the only thing Israel has to do is clean up afterwards. Mm-hmm. They're not really partaking in the battle itself. No, it's God completely laying waste to their enemies. Yeah. Um, they're they're just there to, uh, <laughs> I wrote, tag them and bag them so they could cleanse the land. Like they literally go and they tag them and then they bury them. Yeah, you and that's just so that they keep the land purified. All right, three. Their blood is polluting the land that God gave them. All right, we're done with chapter nine. All right, see so you guys. Now just <laughs> tag them, bag uh, them, cleanse the land. Like yeah, there we go. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty significant right there. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much what I have, and not not quite just an, as concise as you put it down there, but and you're not gonna wait with words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the the idea was that old Israel uh, wasn't good at keeping things ceremonially ceremonially uh, clean, uh, and that was where a lot of their issues came from. But now um, the new Israel or the church, depending on how you want to uh, define all of this, uh, is actually good at it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're, that's I'm, why I was pretty sure we could do these two chapters tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, looking you know. through. Uh, I'm looking through my notes, going like, do it. Do I have anything profound to say? But tag him, beg him, and <laughs> cleanse, the cleanse the land is pretty much. Well, I mean, that's really kind of the heart and the focus of it. Like, what is God doing at this point? Well, he's he's cleansing the land from from any opposition, and 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 they're cleansing the land, preparing it for. Um, I think some of the temple scriptures we're going to start getting in forty and onward. Um, yeah, um, again, I'm looking through my notes. Um, yeah, the defeat and destruction of Gog thus kind of offers a prophetic assurance that God's opposition and anything that's going to endanger his people are going to be taken out. Right. Um, restoration is in view. Um, God is watching out for his people. Um, he's no longer going to hide his face. They can once again properly worship God mm-hmm. um, because they haven't been able to do that for quite a while. Um, so, Well, it's not so much that, I mean, yes, they can properly do it because they haven't been able to, but also like they're, part of that was like self-inflicted and they're going to be able to do it because that's what their heart's going to desire now, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah, I, I got nothing else. Yeah, I think w- once again that's like uh, a very good chapter. I mean, yeah. um, it, we've hit like this crescendo of like you go through all this. Like we go through the early part, which is showing the corruption from the leaders to the priests to the people, um, the exile, God's judgment on His people, and you're kind of like you're going down into this valley. Ah. But once you get to the valley, where you think it's like gonna just like everything's like lost and there's no hope suddenly god like 
stirs this prophecy, bringing the bones to life. And yeah. now we're seeing like, you know, judgment against the other nations. And we're seeing um, God reviving his people, bringing them back to the land, um, unifying his people, like all these great things. And then somebody doesn't like it, some goggy. Hmm. And, you know, that gog gets his, you know, Magog kicked. And mm-hmm. like God's people are so unified and so of one heart with him at this point they don't even have to lift a finger because they're just trusting that God's going to do what God's going to do. And they happily bury the dead and clean, cleanse the land. Yeah. And it's not even just Gog and Magog. Like he's got all kinds of minions that are attacking with him. So like, I mean, we see Gog and Magog, but then we see other nations and his minions right there around them that are going to get their butt, butts handed to him as well. Um, and they're going to have a nasty, grotesque picture of birds eating yeah, having a smorgasbord of smorgasbord. Um, yeah, God even provides for the creatures. That's why, if like even the sparrows don't worry, as Jesus said, <laughs> they got some horses and soldiers to chow on. Right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's um, it's a great picture. A lot of people that wonder about like this warlording God of the Old Testament. Um, it's well, he's like protecting his people, and he's doing a final protection of his people of those who would attack them, and like. We always like the story of the innocent, the nobodies that are getting attacked that turn around and punch the bully in the mouth. Yeah. Well, in this case, instead of turning around and punching the bully in the mouth, somebody takes out the bully for them. Yeah. So it's like the story that burns in our hearts that we love to see. Mm. You know, we how many Marvel movies have the hero either losing their power or forgetting who they are or just getting their butt handed to them, and then they turn around and they build the strength back up and they go and attack the evil yeah. bad guy. True. In this case, imagine if like. You know, Thor lost his power, but instead of having to go back and battle, like Odin comes in and wipes out, you know, all the bad guys for him. And Thor, all Thor has to do is, you know, clean the place up and prepare the feast. Yeah. You know, it's like the story might not feel is awesome, but man, wouldn't it just be great if you didn't have to fight the battle? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how awesome is that? So. Well, because there's nothing. That'll preach. Yeah. I mean, you see, I mean, in every battle, there's a bunch of deaths on both sides, mm-hmm. even if you win. Right. And here we don't see any casualties in this part of the story because we see God taking care of that judgment and taking care of any of it. They 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 know that their defenses are are of God. It's God be like, no, no, I got this. Yep. <laughs> so So by the way, that Genesis commentary is not out yet, but it's like sixty dollars. Ooh. You're gonna pay Double. Well, if you become a Crossway member, you get 50% off all ebooks. So, oh, okay. However, every time I look up the Genesis one, it doesn't show up. So maybe it's not there? It's not written yet. You can pre order. I'm like, where the heck is it? I don't know why I'm so distracted by this. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, um, <laughs> we will see with that, you. Scott will rein us back in and get us out of here. We will <laughs> see you next time with chapter 40. Um, and again, we. We ironically talk about not having much dead space, and we added a bunch of that this yeah, today. and here's Don like, don't get um, commentary. So, so anyway, um, we always encourage you to go back and read it on your own as well. Yeah. Um, go back and, and look at other commentaries or the same commentaries we did. Um, we don't do our commentaries justice. Um, they, they always do much better than we, we could ever do. Yeah. And we also, we don't take our commentary choices lightly. Like no, we've we gone through no. people that are renowned scholars that are under good, 
uh, publishing houses, stuff like that. So yeah. if you do go get your own commentary, you know, research what you're going through. Don't get the Joel Osteen version or something. No, you know? no, no. Please don't. Try and find somebody like, you know, that's endorsed by Tremper Longman or something. Yeah. He's like, he's like the chief OT guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. As always, thanks for listening. Cool. All right. Bye. See you.